0: So starting at, where else do we start, but the Premier League opener, the Premier League being back and all, you know, it's good to have football back, even though it feels weird having it back this early. Yeah. But yeah, we starting with the, I will not say the headliner game, but the opening game of the Premier League. Another chance to, uh, you know, test Arsenal, see what they're made of. Arsenal started the Premier League this season again with a London Derby. But this time, instead of newly promoted Brentford, it was a
1: perpetual mid-table Crystal Palace. Um, perpetual team that has had Arsenal's number for a while now.
0: <laughs> okay, yes, they've had Arsenal's number, but it, it's not that long. I mean, during the game, they showed the, uh, the number of meetings between both teams. And I think Crystal Palace has only won like seven times, and Arsenal has won like 14 times out of all their total meetings.
1: But Yeah, I was just saying in recent uh But last memory. season,
0: yes, and the season before, they'll say Arsenal's had trouble being in Crystal Palace, but they did they, they have, it was just last season that you would say that they really had Arsenal's number. Patrick Vieira really set up the team very well. Yeah to nullify Arsenal both home and away like Arsenal was very lucky to get that draw at the Emirates but then they lost soundly but then I think this season thanks to you know uh, what Arsenal has done during during the off season bringing in the new players and, and you know just having a better idea of what to expect at, at a Selhurst park which to be fair is not an easy place for any team to go through all the big teams hate going there whether it be Chelsea, I mean, City yeah, dropped points I, I, there last season. Yeah, I think
1: they took about 10 points off, like, the top six, I believe, last season. So, definitely no, no, not an easy place to go to.
0: Yeah, but uh, Arsenal came through in, in flying colors. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of other pundits say this week, and they said that pretty much the best football that they saw this weekend was that first 20 minutes from Arsenal in wow. the Crystal Palace game that know that even though city you know yeah I was about uh, to say
1: what about city yeah yeah
0: city won their game but there wasn't that s- we didn't see that same fluid movement that Arsenal had even though uh Spurs w- soundly beat Southampton there still wasn't that sick play that sick ball movement and stuff that uh that Arsenal had in that first 20 minutes
1: and I would say um you know Arsenal did drop off towards uh the end of the first half and uh, the second half Crystal Palace had more possession but um, you know just as everyone has been saying and rightly so um, I think the resilience to to hold off uh, Crystal Palace for long periods of the game even when we uh, weren't having that possession the manager after the game said that there were things that, that they needed to work on and, and it's good to have that in a win, to have those things that you can still improve on, because, you know, um, I know Arteta wants to have that possession style play for a majority of the period of the game. But, uh, you know, just a couple of players I wanted to highlight. Um, first of all, uh, Ben White deputizing at right back. You know, Tomiyasu is still out, but he did a good job um, keeping Zaha quiet, um, in my opinion, even though I would say going forward he wasn't as uh, versatile as as like a as a natural right back Uh, I think him there would is much better than having like a Cedric there who would have probably struggled most people struggle against Zaha like he's he's one of the most the trickiest wingers in the Premier League Um, anybody would struggle against him and and, and I think uh, White did a good job in an unnatural position and um, he had help and uh, you know, I think you know who I'm gonna talk about next. Willie Saliba.
0: Yeah. Is it Saliba or because Saliba? I heard some people say Saliba. I heard some people say Saliba.
1: I honestly have no idea. But uh either way, Big Willie's uh debut in the Premier League after uh three years on loan, a lot of Arsenal fans have been waiting for long to see this and uh Boy did he deliver. He I think he won the man of the match on Sky Sports. Um
0: yes, he did. He he was the man of the match for uh, a lot of people actually. I think for most places he was man of the match and he made the team of the week for for most places as well. Yeah. He was he was extremely immense, yeah. astute like very cool under pressure. Like he, he's the kind of defender that you look at him and it seems like He's looking everywhere, and then, like, he's made his decision of what he's going to do already. And, like, it's not always – it doesn't – like, his play doesn't seem like it's, like, a last-minute tackle type of thing or no, it's yeah. – uh.
1: It doesn't seem desperate. Yes, I
0: think that yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. It didn't seem desperate. And I know everyone this weekend has sang his praises, and, you know, you don't want to get too hyped over him or anything. But, you know, well, you know it's hard not for – it's hard for Arsenal fans not to get excited based on what you know. He won pretty much the Young Player of the Season last year in France. Yeah, in the league
1: for the whole the whole league. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and no matter what you think of the level of the of the French league, it's never easy to win Player of the Season in any league. Yeah. No matter that means you were at a consistent level throughout. that, you know, uh, that a team reminded that uh, that the um, Marseille manager quit over the fact that he couldn't keep it. That's how he it was for them. And he's turning in preseason for Arsenal. And he just continued with that.
1: Yeah, honestly, I agree. Um, he was... I mean, to to look at the, the circumstances, to go away on a Friday night um, under the lights at uh, a place like Crystal Palace that is not only hard for most teams, but also for Arsenal specifically, given what they did last season... And to put in a performance like that on your Premier League debut, I mean, I could I could see why everyone was really, um, you know, looking at him and and uh, like you said, singing his praises. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's the first game. Um, it's it's a long season, so you know, hopefully he can continue to uh, do well. And and the thing is that he's 21. That's that's probably the best part is that he's so young, and already so. Uh, you yeah, know, no. Well, he already shows
0: so much promise, so much talent. I know. I've heard some people trying to say he's like a young Virgil Van Dijk, and it's like, yo, just
1: slow yeah, down. Yeah, everyone, calm down, please.
0: <laughs> like, just slow down. It's you know, it, it it's still early days, but but as a team overall, Arsenal showed good promise. Like you said, they sort of dropped off mm. in the second half and allowed, um, uh, Christopher back into the game. But that was, I think, that also just comes down to to vieira also being a very good tactician he changes yeah. tactics and their defender anderson that i think he's probably the best passing defender in the league because he was pinging balls from that defensive position all the way to the front for um uh zaha and 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 like they were like precision like sniper rifle type stuff yeah like that's that. that's crazy i was like goodness me I like it. And I think that's how Crystal Palace are going to catch a lot of teams off guard Mm. this season. Just that long diagonal. And the fact that he's so accurate just makes it all the more scary. Thankfully. I
1: mean, I think he might uh, get snapped up next season if Crystal Palace don't tie him down. Uh, Yeah, without good
0: of a passer he is, I can see uh, Liverpool coming in for him because Van Dijk does that uh, for Liverpool. And I can also see uh, City going for him as well. If, uh, you know, not that they have a target man in, in someone like uh, uh, someone like Haaland. But, yeah, but I think Crystal Palace will be fine because they've, they've shown that, you know, I think losing Conor Gallagher has affected them a little bit. Definitely. Cause in because in the midfield, like, you, know, uh, you he, could he see. Was, he was such a workhouse in that, in that midfield, you know, going from box to box, pressing and everything. So it's going to be hard for any team to losing but I still think Crystal Palace will be I still expect them to be around the same place this season because I just feel like there's a ceiling for them because uh, there's not going to be investment in their team like how it's going to be for other teams but they are definitely going to be there. Mm. there I don't think there's ever going to be like a fear of Crystal Palace getting relegated or anything like that anytime soon
1: no not with the the quality of manager that they have yeah so that was the first day
0: like Uh, so many Arsenal fans were dreading Arsenal losing and then expecting to hear all the banter and everything Mm. because of last season and seeing what it's like but I've I personally was uh, cautiously optimistic
1: I would say the same yeah from everything that we had seen in preseason I was cautiously optimistic and we were uh, you know vindicated I would say in some respects because obviously like we said previously the way the the schedules were um, put together was to sort of... Uh, yeah, it just looked know. very
0: suspect that why is it? is Arsenal the first game of the season again on a Friday? Again yeah. away from home. <laughs> again away uh, uh, to a London team. Yeah, okay, it's not a newly promoted team, but it's another like London Derby. So, I mean, I think everyone and their mom could see that. It, it seems like they were trying to have... Lightning strike twice, yeah, but it it rarely does. But anyway, moving on from uh, Friday, we move on to Saturday, where the f- first game of the day, well, I guess, pretty much is the biggest surprise of the weekend so far: Fulham to Liverpool, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, the last time Fulham came back up to the Premier League, uh, I think their f- their first game was against Arsenal, and uh, Arsenal thrashed them like five nil or something or five. No, it was
0: three nil. Was it 3 0? It was 3 0. That was like William's first game. Yeah, that was William's first game. I, like, I think that was the only assist he had for like the whole <laughs> season until the end of the season. But anyway, that's But yeah, that's I pass.
1: mean coming back now, this is is, is it, it was a completely different thing. Um getting Mitrovic in there. You know, they have a different manager. Um it was just a whole different uh uh thing for Liverpool to deal with and Liverpool were Second best, in my opinion, for, for most of that game. I think uh, their saving grace was having Nunez in the side and, and uh, you know, Salah. Besides I mean, that, um, I, I think Alexander Saying Arnold kind of got caught out.
0: I think saying they were second best is a strong word. I, I was, yeah, they definitely weren't at their best. I mean, they still created more chances, but I will say Fulham definitely had the better chances. Mm. I mean, they, uh, they hit the bar at one point after their lead. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and they could also feel a bit hard done by it because in the build up to their first goal, Jordan Henderson was definitely fouled, but the ref didn't see it right, and so in that case, like if the ref didn't see it, then I guess you can't really get mad at the ref, but as a Liverpool fan, you will feel hard and done by we have but EAR. but then but then there was still a long build up to get to where the goal was there was still more passages of play, so I can understand why they wouldn't go back far enough because if they went far back to. Canceled the goal. It would have been like, yo, how far back are we going? Because I think it was almost like, uh, almost like 30-45 seconds. I was like, how far back are you trying to go? That wasn't going to make sense. But then, Liverpool got themselves back into the game with a really good equalizer by Diaz with a with a behind the leg flick into the goal. A move he actually tried earlier, but then missed, I believe. But then tried it again and scored. In fact, I also, before I move on, I wanted to say about the first goal, it it brought up the conversation again that um, Trent Alexander-Arnold is not a good defender. I mean, because I saw people saying that again, and I feel people being a bit harsh mm. because, okay, like, in that situation, you expect your defender to, you know, jump for the ball. And I would say the only thing that's, did wrong there was that he wasn't aware of his surroundings mm-hmm. he should have known where was. Where he could have at least maybe been stronger even if he didn't jump to uh, you know not let him, let him have such an easy time with it. but i think more of the fault lies with um uh, what's his name the goalkeeper allison because it it seemed to like come s- come straight at him and he just like slapped his hand at it and i was like hey, you're supposed to be one of the best goalkeepers in the world and he didn't have to die for it. I, mean, I think I feel like if he jumped, he would have saved it. Mm. I mean, we were looking at it right now, and then he just stops his hand.
1: I guess maybe he didn't know what the how high up it was going to be. But uh, either way, um, I think the difference is just that you know the, the chances that Fulham had, they 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 made sure that they took. They took, took their the chances,
0: and Mitrovic, uh, I would say, skinned uh, Virgil Van Dijk. Who people always scream that he never gets dribbled dribbled past. But Mitrovic did well, got the ball. I mean, it was a slight contact, but their knees did come together. And I thought it was it was a fair decision to call the penalty.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was definitely, um, in my opinion. I don't know whether soft or not. It, I still think it was a penalty. Um, and yeah, but um, Liverpool, you know, never want to be down. They, they came back... Um, in classic Liverpool fashion. And I thought for a second that they might actually, um, you know, go on to score a winner and later on, but, uh, that didn't happen. But, you know, yeah, uh, I think the surprise was more that Fulham were able to, to, you know,
0: go toe to toe with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For long periods and, um, hold them off. Um, and you know, that's a good reintroduction to the Premier league for Fulham. um,
0: no, it's a def- definitely a better opening day for them than their last uh yeah first game in the league. They they really did well. They pressed I mean uh a lot of as soon as I saw that Liverpool name I was expecting the usual from club to complain about the pitch or something. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but uh yeah, the day uh, after I Fulham it, yeah. uh, Fulham on their Twitter put like oh the pitch was so <laughs> was so nice yesterday. Was lush. <laughs> yeah, that was so, so lush. I was like, yeah, like you know, that, that's the kind of a, a banter that I like to see. So, and uh, moving on from that, then th- then the second surprise result was bombers to Arsenal. Villa
1: nil. That was definitely surprising. Um, I thought, you know, Aston Villa would want to make a bit of a, I don't know, just they didn't uh, need to make a statement, but you know, it's. Uh, I was surprised.
0: I, I think, in a way, it, it's it's kind of what our happened to Arsenal last season is what happened to them mm. losing 2-0 away from home to a newly promoted team
1: yeah i think maybe they were just too unprepared and uh because I, I didn't really watch uh a lot of the i didn't watch that game or a lot of the highlights but uh it just seemed like they weren't on it at all from what i saw and Burmouth really really were like raring to go and yeah you know when you come to a newly promoted team uh, th- that energy that they have—they're bouncing, they're rocking, they're ready to go. They're back in the Premier League, yeah,
0: especially when they're playing at home. Yeah, it it, it usually makes a difference. So yeah, I, I was I was surprised at that. It's but it's it? it's still the first weekend. We we shouldn't get carried away as always. I I did enjoy the Leeds Wolves uh, game. Uh, I think Leeds have a couple of Americans in their team now, and uh Actually, one of them got his uh, debut goal in his in his Premier League debut as well. Yeah, like, honestly. Uh, I like, think uh, Harrison, I think they got him from Schalke, I believe.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Jesse March, uh, Leeds spent a lot of money um, in this current transfer window.
0: Yeah, they spent that Rafinha money quickly and that uh,
1: Calvin Phillips money. So it looks like they're, they're um, you know... They're they're coming to make a statement, especially with uh how much they spent.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw the video. There was an interview with the owner of Leeds mm. and he was talking about the whole Rafinha thing and said that like that you know, that they had agreed a deal with Chelsea. That he he'd spoken to Todd Boley and told mm-hmm. him that he had agreed. But then when the Barcelona came in and he said that he felt so bad because he always feels like his word is is you know, it is something. But then mm-hmm. He said he felt bad that he had to go back to Todd Bully and tell him that, you know, Rafinha is going to go to Barcelona. He said that he felt so bad that in that situation he, that he felt he almost wanted to say that he would rather keep Rafinha than, you know, go back on his word to, to, to Todd Bully like that. Wow,
1: that's interesting.
0: But then, he said, that, but then he, he, looked, but he said, looking at the bigger picture, he said that we needed to buy six players and we needed the money to come in. And so Yeah, just but
1: Chelsea to, was going to give them more money upfront.
0: Yeah, up front, but then if the player wasn't gonna
1: I understand that. It's it's a tricky situation to be in because if the player doesn't wanna go to that, like and that's the thing with transfers, like there's so many parties that have to agree on one thing for it to happen, you know. And if the player obviously sometimes, you know, the clubs can force it, but we're in a different era now where the player does have more say and you know rafinha was always adamant about barcelona so um you know what it is um he made it work um rafinha got his move um hopefully the owner of Leeds can still mend his relationship with i mean for the rest of us it's nice like we it's not it's not like i wanted chelsea to get rafinha that would have been horrible for the other teams but hey it is what it is
0: yeah it, it is what it is but i was surprised to just see such an open you know, yeah yeah no that's surprising you know, especially from, from
1: the owner of the club
0: yeah so but yeah uh Leeds had a good opening day they came from a goal down to beat uh, uh wolves and, and you know like i said they're like they're burning a lot of players but then it seems like maybe they've spent the money wisely to bring in what they need.
1: My thing is I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what Jesse Marsh's uh, uh, playing, uh, philosophy is, or his, his, you know, his technical ability. Cause we know he does have that coming from, uh, where he came from in Germany, you know, and, um, let's see, I want to see if the narratives around him being an American coach, if that changes, because, you know, there's a lot of...
0: I mean, as long as uh, Ted Lasso show exists, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon.
1: I mean, listen, l- l- that's why I'm, I want to see how well Leeds do this season to, to really see how, you know... I, I think he's already shown that
0: his tactics are very different from that of Bielsa. Because already from last season when he came in, the amount of defensive tackles and stuff less, uh, uh, said less, uh, Leeds did was already... S- drastically different from Bielsa hmm. so uh, I, I guess now having maybe a, a bit of a preseason and a full season like you said maybe we'll see a bit more but he's already shown that he's not as throw caution to the wind like uh, like Bielsa right but Bielsa is still is still a hero to to the Leeds faithful oh yeah of course yeah they're probably going to put a uh, statue of him at, up at some point point. and then after that we had Newcastle versus nothing forest
1: yeah i was uh surprised i thought N- nonium forest would uh do something in the first game um obviously newcastle is a is a much better side I, this I, season i
0: was expecting a newcastle win because i was like the way how they ended last season so strongly and and they've also still bought smartly they're not just buying you know big names or anyone for the sake of of anything they're I feel like they are really sticking with their long-term plan because Eddie Howe just signed a new contract. But then I think for like another two or three years.
1: Uh, no, so. um, I I didn't expect Nottingham Forest to win. I just expected them to maybe have a better debut uh, than they did. But um, you know, first game, it is what it is. Um, let's see if Jesse Lingard can uh, produce something over there.
0: And I didn't see the Cause game. Because they also
1: spent a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the game. I just watched the full highlights. And I mean, there wasn't... I mean, there was
1: a screamer.
0: Yeah, the, that was a goal that Newcastle scored. But I mean, for uh, nothing for his side, didn't look like he had much of an impact on the game.
1: Mm. But um, yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, Newcastle, I think they'll be somewhere mid-table this season.
0: Yeah, no, I think Newcastle are definitely the team to watch for for this season. I think they're the team that can that will surprise people the most. Yeah, with, with how high they finished. And um, the the next game was the least enjoyable game of the weekend. Spurs for <laughs> Southampton one. It's enjoyed because uh, Southampton scored first, you know, with a nice goal by Orr Prowse. I mean, they started the the game well, and then
1: they just faded. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at this point, like I like we said in the in the prediction episode, to me, uh, Southampton as uh, as nice and slick as um, Spurs played and, and their passing was really good, especially with like for me, Kulusevski was like immense in that game. But Southampton were poor. And to me, WordPress is kind of their only saving grace in that team. Um, and I, I, I picked them to, to possibly go down. This season, and uh, you know, I just feel like they're, they're not offering too much um, over there. So, but um, um, you know, good for Spurs. You know, the everyone that scored was actually not named Kane or Son. So,
0: yeah, I think Son had one, but it it, 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 I thought, yeah, it was a really good performance by then because it was, yeah, their two best players sort of had average games. Yeah In this And And honestly man I just Understand how as Dejan Kulusevski Just gone under The radar of all these Big teams man since, yeah, I don't since un- he, I think no he's idea. had 15 gold contributions Since January
1: Which is crazy
0: That is Immense
1: Yeah And, and I was is, like He is quality he I was he is Like is
0: he's, quality. he's on loan From Juventus but I was like How Didn't is they? I thought they bought him no no he was on a 18 month loan. I think oh, I, I okay. think they might have like an obligation to buy at the end. I'm not sure. Okay. But still I was like how is he bossing it right now and Juve is like struggling in uh in Syria. Ah, I was like and they have this baller that they let go of. pretty much they didn't give much of a chance at Juve that's why he was able to go to Spurs on loan, so is am Just yeah, like, I have
1: no idea. He's definitely proving them wrong right now because he, since he came in, he he's he's been one of the yeah. best wingers, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he 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 has been a revelation for them. I yeah, because like, it, it it it's hard to go into this team and sort of you know, in a way, be as influential as as Kane and Song, but yeah. he's uh, he's a uh, he, he's brought it in. And fair play to him, fair play to Conte who's got the team clicking. Yeah. We'll see we will see how it goes. And finally on Saturday, Chelsea finally won at Everton since twenty seventeen.
1: Oh, it's been that long. Oh Yeah.
0: Usually when they go to uh, to Everton, they just seem to lose. That's interesting. <laughs> they they could play their hearts out and somehow Everton would just win. But this was their first win there since then.
1: I mean, it was a Jorginho penalty. Um, I had him in my fantasy, so that was good for (laughs) me. Um, Besides that, I don't think they offered too much going forward. I know... um, uh, What's the name of their striker? Well, kind of. Um,
0: Sterling played like the false nine. No, not
1: Sterling. Uh, Kai Havertz? Havertz didn't do too much in that he, game. He kind of
0: played on the left this time though. He didn't play as a yeah. striker.
1: Sterling was was looked really good. He looked the most on it of all the Chelsea players in my opinion. Um but besides that there wasn't too much, I think. They definitely do need to buy someone um to be an actual number 9 in my opinion.
0: Well, they're saying the market rumors is that They're looking at uh, Pierre-America Aubameyang. And then I also heard that Barcelona is offering them about three players in
1: Aubameyang, uh,
0: Depay, and one other player. I can't remember how the third one Honestly,
1: right now, Barcelona is just... I don't even know.
0: Uh, It's rare because they took the number nine jersey off Depay and gave it to Lewandowski. And then I also saw that... uh, La Liga won't let them register their new players until they, I guess, they need to clear out some more players to balance their books before they can register their new players. Yeah,
1: which is why they're trying to get rid of De Jong, but that whole saga, it's just a whole mess. Um, But, you know, speaking on Chelsea, yeah, they definitely need to to get someone. But, yeah, they they got the win. Um, So, let's see how they, you know, let's see how they go and who they bring in everything on the on the on the flip side um listen i don't know how long uh um you know lampard is going to be at that job because it's not looking mean, it's it's still the first game
0: and there's there's no shame in losing to to chelsea
1: i think oh, no, to, to to be fair i thought they played decently i thought they they did yeah. okay
0: and today i think they they just got they signed is it Connor Cody from Wolves today? So so that's a new signing that just that he just got in. So
1: I, I think I saw it was on loan or something. Yeah, it, it, it might be on loan. I don't know why that deal happened. That's a bit weird. But uh, doesn't Wolves need him or? I don't know. I think Wolves are changing their style because
0: looking at their formation for what they played against ladies, they played the a four-two-three-one. Really? Normally you see Wolves playing like a three-five. Two or three, five, three, uh, you know, three, four, three or something. They Interesting. So I think the new manager is uh, trying to switch things up a bit. So yeah, uh, Everton, We'll we'll see how that goes. They, it was. I wouldn't say they were like outplayed in that game, but
1: no, not at all, not at all. They had chance. They they had the energy. They had the the crowd behind them. But then, you know, they just couldn't really do and to, to be fair i was watching a, a good portion of it it will be is has now switched positions and he's now like an eight and he's really like sort of the engine in their midfield
0: yeah the funny thing like you know that is the position he plays for nigeria
1: oh i didn't even know.
0: and that's and that's why like he when he plays for nigeria he seems to get more assists and stuff because he plays through the middle for it was when he was at Arsenal that he played on the wing and when he first got to uh, Everton
1: yeah I think I think um, switching I think that's one good thing that Lampard has done is switch him into the middle uh, because it, he was really facilitating most of the, the play and, and you know he can gra- get a ball turn and run with it and then pass it off to someone he wasn't even dilly-dallying on the ball so I was like okay this is like a different look a warbe than I've seen in the past couple seasons.
0: Yeah, so it, it's it's like we said, it's still early days. Let's see how it goes for both those teams. And finally, on Sunday, uh, starting with Leicester Brentford, Leicester were you know still the only team in, I think, all top flight leagues not to buy a single player.
1: Yeah, and um, they squandered a two goal lead in that game.
0: Yeah, uh two goal lead Brentford came back. I think uh Yuri Tillemans was the man of the match. Uh, c- controlling the pace of the game. But yeah, it's uh what's going on at Leicester is very, very per- per- peculiar. Because now they've they've lost their goalkeeper of eleven years in uh Kasper Smiko.
1: Yeah, and um all the wolves are um circling around Madison, um Wesley Fafana. And yeah, Chelsea
0: looking for, for Fauna Tillemans is still hasn't signed a new deal so he could still go to uh, Arsenal Le- Manchester United or else somewhere else even so it's it's weird that they f- think they can't I guess they've just looked at their books and they just feel like they need to sell first before they bring someone in.
1: Yeah. I would have never expected them, of all teams, to be in this position, given how well we've seen their recruitment strategy in the past couple of years. Yeah,
0: exactly. I like that. Saying, did they get rid of their scouting teams, or maybe they just haven't found people that they feel are, are good enough?
1: No, I don't think that's it. I, I think they, they really must be in a hole. They must be in debt uh, for it to be. To ha- have not signed anyone in any of the top leagues, like that's the only team. That's a bit weird. Um, Brentford, on the other hand, um, good on them for coming back. Ivan Tony scored a goal. Um, I don't have too much to say about Brentford, to be very honest.
0: No, Brentford much did it. Brentford, man, they. I think most people expected them to lose this. Now nah, that nah, they've lost uh, Christian Eriksen. And you know, I think most people expect them to, to pretty much, you know, go down. But maybe they wouldn't. They're still a really well-coached team, and we'll we'll see how they do. Yeah. And uh, before we touch on Manchester United, we will go to West Ham versus Manchester City, and everyone had all eyes on: oh, Is Holland gonna score? And there's blah blah blah. And boy, and he delivered. And he got his penalty and, you know, did his trademark celebration. And then the second goal was pretty much, I, I think, what we're going to see more of him. Because I think the first half, like, West Ham were playing pretty deep, so it was hard for him to get in, be- in behind. And also, a couple of times, he made certain runs where players still
1: didn't, you know,
0: catch that run.
1: Um. Yeah, I would say... I would say Man City were... Um, they'll definitely have to adapt to his runs because you know he made those runs several times um before they found him and you could see that they were trying to to get the ball to him um but eventually you know he he won the penalty um and then took it because we've seen the past couple years that uh man city have had issues with penalty takers um, and you know, he he had the confidence to step up and, and take that penalty, and uh, he slotted it home and did his trademark uh, uh, celebration. And then, um, you know, they they found him for I think it was the Bruyna through ball, um, that found him for and he slotted it home for the second one, one-two from open play. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was in the second half that they started ticking more. Um.
0: Yeah I think that was mainly because West Ham had to come out to, try yeah. to go for a goal Yeah And in the first half They were playing pretty deep And I mean even for the penalty that he won It was a gonna gun through ball That he ran onto that I didn't think he was gonna get to But People have been saying that He's a lot faster than he looks Because of how Long he is And his huge strides And He, he got to that ball Faster than the goalkeeper But yeah Both the penalty and the goal he scored, he's looking cool and calm and just slotted them, got them.
1: I mean, to be fair to West Ham, the the uh it was their second choice goalkeeper. Who is a goal, good goalkeeper, but I, know, I the I, first I, one went I, I, off.
0: I think that, that that's a BS excuse. I'm not saying it's an excuse. No, um, because this, a lot of people have been saying that they're like, uh he scored against their second choice No, goalkeeper. no, no. He's still
1: he's it's still a goal, like and that's still yeah. a good goalkeeper.
0: Yeah. I was like that could have happened to any goalkeeper yeah. who's rushing out. Like it's, it's I I just felt people who were trying to underplay underplay but anyway, City off to a better start than last season where they lost their first game to Tottenham. Yeah. So and finally where the headlines actually were uh, for the weekend was Manchester United won Brighton, too. Brighton winning their first ever game at Old Trafford in their history.
1: Yeah, I mean, wow.
0: I And uh, they were value for money, and they they were the better team. Brighton
1: wanted that game way more than... Uh, I
0: think it, it came down to pretty... It was pretty simple. You could tell that Brighton is a team that has played under their manager for a long time. They know exactly what he wants. Yeah. They know where their teammates are. I yeah, know people were saying, "Oh, they've lost Cucurella," uh, uh, but watching Brighton, you could tell that it's more about the system than actually just the players in the system. Mm. Everyone, because it looked like you know nothing had changed, and so they they knew what their manager wanted. While for United, it seems like they just weren't sure. You know, McTominay and Fred in midfield would just wasn't. Just United working. looked
1: lost I think that's That's really I what. felt
0: that McTominay Should have gotten A red card For his tackle
1: Martinez um, Pushed uh, Someone in the box And he yeah, looked he like pushed, He could have gotten He a, pushed Danny Welbeck And it should have been penalty. A penalty. Yeah. It
0: should have been a penalty They've written Articles on it And looking back Because you, They didn't even Like consult VAR Yeah which was weird it. And I said that Because if VAR Been consulted Because it, it was A straight shove In the back
1: Yeah which is yeah. i was very con- i was like how
0: yeah I, I read an article today talking about how the premier league is is trying to deal with var that because if you notice this weekend the game has flowed a lot more mm-hmm. than last season and that's because they're saying that unless something is like a really something really really big that they're not gonna call attentions to the refs to take a second look that's why if you notice even in the arsenal crystal palace game all it took a long time before there was even like a yellow card that was given yeah uh, for the tackle and it ha- applied to the whole weekend uh it's it's still weird because you see things that should have been called but yet you but then the flip side is the game is flowing a, a lot more <laughs> and then but it's like it, it's still causing controversy because people are saying "Yo, know this should have this was a foul Right. This person should have gotten a yellow card. This person should have gotten a red card, and and I think it's going to influence next week because I feel like uh, what Martinez did next week, it it will definitely be called as a penalty because now attention has been called to it. That yeah, that should have been a penalty. So, because the, Eng- the English, F, uh, I guess, referees still want this thing where, I guess, they want games to flow so well so they don't want the guys just calling the refs for anything I we mean c- I,
1: I, could, I understand what they're trying to do It's just again the implementation and um, the it's consistency a, yeah, it's the is always the issue
0: yeah it's that and, uh, and also I, I guess the, uh, with the way how it's run it's like um, once a ref is called to go to VAR you already know that it, his decision is going to change
1: Right. I mean, but um moving off from from that, um yeah, Manu looked uh, just like nothing much had changed I and mean, you could see Ten Hag was frustrated um on the touchline and uh, and he, I think he, people are are really just beginning to see how big of of like a, a rebuild they're going to need because everyone thought oh they had a great preseason and then they'll just come in and
0: I mean, they, they had I don't say it was a great preseason It was it was decent preseason And also I think he had a lot of the kids playing as well And I think it's easier for him to influence the kids Than it is the older players right. Who have been used to doing Certain stuff But it, it was the same shortcomings That we saw from McTominay yeah. And Fred in that midfield mm. And the same thing with I think uh, Harry Maguire And uh, Martinez were not on the same wavelength so, th- so that, that, didn't that help could come him. with
1: time you know that yeah time. that
0: could get better with time but it it, it 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 just wasn't flowing for them i mean it's like i said it just came down to one you could tell one team had been coached had been together longer and another team was i, I guess it's like they forgot what the instructions were and just went back to um to default settings
1: yeah and, and that's gonna come with you know it's like it's almost has to be drilled inside the players again and again and it has to become second nature but but that takes so long and and also sometimes some players just aren't able to do that in a new system with a new coach so um you know yeah. that's why I thought they would have gotten more players in at this point, but uh, uh you know they yeah, transfer it, business is it's
0: like for me it just means that the United fans have to. Be even more patient with Ten Hag. They already had to be patient, but right? but if the level of patience was at like say sixty, they have to increase it to like eighty, yeah. or maybe even ninety.
1: Yeah, ninety. I think
0: because he he I think He too is also seeing, you know, the amount of work that he has to do. Because if you watched any of the preseason games, the way they were playing in the preseason it was we didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. In that game Whoa. against Brighton, like none of it.
1: But then also kudos to Brighton because you know um, they no, came they, with their they game came plan and they they shut
0: United down.
1: They completely. I mean,
0: they were making Danny Welbeck look like <laughs> like prime uh, Falcao the way how he just maybe not, even, but at least like an amazing center forward man. He he bossed that United defense
1: like. And Aaron that's Maguire no had, to tell Welbeck because Welbeck is good. Welbeck,
0: Welbeck is decent. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they made him look like, you know, like teams should try to snap up this dude, man. Look how he's bossing Manchester United's <laughs> yeah, back line. It, it's, it, it, it just wasn't great. And I, I still feel like I, I just don't think Harry Maguire is the right player for Manchester United. I think no. he, he he's a decent player. But if you want to play, like, a high defensive line, he's not the player for you because he's not fast enough.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Because
0: um, when we see him for England, he's very good. Yeah. But then he puts on a United shirt, and I think it just comes down to, it has to be the style of play and the system at United just doesn't suit him.
1: So, um, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, I mean, and they brought on uh, Ronaldo in the second half. Um,
0: they brought on Ronaldo. Th- and one thing that annoyed me, though, is like every time Brighton scored, in, they would just point the camera to Ronaldo Yeah, (laughs) and it's like him being there in a way sort of like it's like it's another story on its own and it's just like a distraction at this point
1: yeah honestly like I I kind of feel bad for Ten Hag it's it's like the weight of the world on your shoulders and all these other things like that it's like the club is almost asking him to perform a miracle while they're um, preventing him from getting the tools to to do that successfully so anyways they are I mean I saw today that they've agreed to
0: Juventus for Rabiot I don't which is the wildest thing <laughs> for and not just him for, but also um, Anatovic who used to play for West Ham like Anatovic is 33 years old
1: so, I mean <gasps> I, I you know being that they said they want this to be a rebuild that, that doesn't that doesn't sound like what like not you, at all. You do in a rebuild. That sounds like a, a short-term fix, uh, type of solution.
0: Yeah, it 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 just didn't make make any sense to me. I mean, the the which uh, one might maybe might just be rumors, but the Rabio one seems to be confirmed by confirmed by everyone that the deal's been agreed. Wow. But. I mean, he he's not as good as he used to be, but I think he's still an improvement on McTominay and Fred.
1: Mm. But um, yeah, anyway, that's that's United. Um, yeah, those
0: those were all the games from this weekend. Man. It's it, like I say, it, it, it was it was good to have the the league back. Some surprises, to say the least, but enjoyable nonetheless. I'm I'm glad to have football back same so uh let's go over what I think will happen next week we already have some some big games lined up next week and uh starting on saturday we
1: have villa versus everton
0: both teams lost their first game
1: um i think everton um sorry villa wants to bounce back at home uh Everton just signed Connor Cody. So uh, I, I could see this as a 1 1, honestly. All
0: right. And then we have uh, Arsenal versus Leicester.
1: Um, it should be like a 3 3 0. Arsenal. Oh,
0: super confident. Yeah. Well, they are playing at home. So, yeah. We'll see I, how I think can.
1: Jesus will get his first goal.
0: And then after that we have Brighton versus Newcastle. I'm actually pretty interested in this game.
1: Um
0: as Newcastle we're playing so well and but then Brighton are a very well grilled, very well coached team. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and, and two uh English managers that uh, a lot of people uh have hailed over the past couple of years. So I <sighs> um yeah, this one might be a little hard. I'll just go with Brighton two one just because they're at home.
0: All right, then we have Man City, Bournemouth.
1: Uh, this should be Man City, like two 0
0: Yeah, I'm expecting Bournemouth to be brought back down to earth.
1: Yeah, and then we have Southampton, Leeds. Um, Southampton's playing through. at home. I'll still go for Leeds on this one because they came back from behind at home and, you know, they showed resiliency. So I think they have some fighting spirit.
0: All right, uh, I'll go with them as well. I, just, I don't know, Southampton just confused me.
1: Yeah, honestly. I don't know what they're doing. Um, and then we have Wolves versus Fulham. Okay, this should be interesting. Uh, Fulham will be on the high But Wolves are very good defensively They're I don't know Just for me
0: Based off what I s- saw How they played against Liverpool I think uh, can I might just give it to Fulham
1: Just slightly um, I'll, I'll I'll go for Wolves on this one I'll go for Wolves 2-1 uh, Alright
0: And then finally Saturday, we have Brentford versus Manchester United.
1: Um, Brentford versus Man U. Yeesh, that's not getting easier for Man U. Um, they should win this, but... just The way they're playing, it might just be a draw. It might be like a 2-2. 2-2. Right, yeah, I,
0: I can't really tell whether you're going to go in this game. Yeah, I guess it's... I'm leaving either a draw or it could be a Brentford win, because mm. uh, I feel like for United for right now it's probably gonna be when it rains it pours a little bit for them.
1: Yeah, so it's like if they go a goal down, then it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I
0: feel that's. I mean, yeah, I don't know. but who knows? They could surprise everyone and actually, well, if they actually like you know can maintain what Ten Hag is trying to achieve, but I feel it's it's going to need a lot more work than that. Mm. And then on Sunday, we have Nottingham Forest
1: versus West Ham. I'll be very interested to see this game. Well, Nottingham Forest are playing at home. Um, I think West Ham should come back in this, but uh, I don't I don't know. I feel like what we saw of Nottingham Forest in the Newcastle game was probably like, they'll want to announce themselves. So... Um I may mean, I I'll go for a uh uh I'll go for a forest win. Okay but I just I think West Ham will score though, that's the thing.
0: Because yeah. Kamaka
1: is in there now. He'll wanna um uh, I'll go for a forest win.
0: Alright, and uh, the
1: big game of the weekend, Chelsea Spurs. Ooh, Chelsea always have Spurs' number, but uh, and Conte coming back to his old club where he won the league. Obviously, under different circumstances. Um, but Spurs have looked good um, preseason in the first game. You know, I think they'll want to, to. I think this is a psychological hurdle that if they want to go to the next level, you know, they have to um, beat not only a big london team but they're probably their biggest bogey team besides uh, arsenal um chelsea beat them four times last season so and but the way chelsea's playing right now i don't think they're going to be um firing on all cylinders so uh conte could honestly play more open he he, he i don't think he has to um, go to his his normal um, sort of like three at the back, you know, defensive setup against big teams. I think he could play open and, and honestly, I think Spurs could win this one. Yeah, a lot of people seem to think Spurs are in a better place. Obviously, you know, whenever you have a bogey team, you can never, especially yeah, Chelsea. Is,
0: yeah, but the thing is, um, spurs are playing no way that's true and i know everyone seems to be riding chelsea o- off but i feel that that may be the case but then this is a derby yeah and i think s- i think this is gonna be maybe not the end-all be-all test but this would probably be a sign of if conteism has completely overridden Spursy
1: spursiness I mean I wouldn't say At this early of a stage Of the season But uh, but I'm
0: saying that But it would be A small indicator Right Because I think If it was any other season Even if we said Chelsea are doing bad You would still expect Spurs to lose
1: At at Chelsea Yeah Um Yeah So I don't know I would probably Uh, I don't know I I would give it to Chelsea. What was the scoreline?
0: Yeah, like a 1-0. Same as this past weekend.
1: Okay. I just feel like the way Kulosevsky is on the right wing, I don't know if... Well, they have Kukurela at Chelsea now. Um, it's going to be a very interesting battle of, of wingers on, on for both teams. Um yeah, I'll, I'll just stick with your prediction on that one. I think there'll be more than one goal, though, to be very honest. Um, and then the last game on Monday, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. This should be a Liverpool win.
0: Oh, uh, well, we say that, but Crystal Palace do. Well, it is a And I saw that um, Thiago is out for about six weeks now. Mm-hmm.
1: Liverpool still have enough, in my opinion.
0: Um, Yeah, you would feel that they do, and they'll definitely want to bounce back. And uh, and
1: there's just something about Anfield. Mm. It's like you're not gonna lose at at Anfield, you know. um, Against Crystal Palace, so yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's all the games. Uh, other leagues haven't started yet. There's still a bit of preseason for them. I think the Bundesliga has started. And that's just them, but most other places haven't. Is there anything else you want to add say to the team? Uh, No. Have a good week, guys. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Remember to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram uh, with anything, questions, stuff you may want to ask us. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.